This is a Whole Observatory podcast. Hello, welcome to Star Stuff. This is Cody Halfman. I am Haley Osborne. I'm Wesley Sonnemaker. This is our first official episode. Today we're talking about something pretty much especially just for Haley. Yes. Because we love you. Yes. Black holes. Yes. Yes. Today I'll be asking questions about black holes that I thought were interesting because I don't really know anything about black holes. I know so much. I know some <laughs> things. That's that's very much more your area of expertise than mine. But I have a tattoo of fun. a black hole. I so, like, guys, I, yeah, look at it. It's right there. Oh, Aww. it's cool. I know, right? Oh, it's that's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I know that's about black neat. holes, I learned from Star Trek. That's cool. Oh, fair. Yeah, so, okay. it's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> I, did it, I don't... I can't think of any episodes of Star Trek off the top of my head where they... Do it, like the wormhole the, thing or like jump through mm, like and then you're like totally see. Those are, that's different. That's a different thing. That's yeah, a different thing. That. Yeah. And that's a, one of the questions. Oh! I was like, what's the difference? But first we're going to start out by reading some weird stuff in space. Okay. And this is nice. news. Uh-huh. Um, neither Wesley nor Haley have heard this yet. No, we haven't. So we have, also, um, we've, we're blindfolded and we're being dropped in the Amazon rainforest. Yes, and yeah. we'll never hear from them uh-huh. again. No, literally never. Astronomers discover strangely massive black hole in Milky Way satellite galaxy. Okay, I have so many questions. Okay, okay. what is a satellite galaxy? Uh, I have no idea. So I don't know that that's... So lots of times headlines will say words that are not good words for describing things. <laughs> I don't know exactly like, what they mean by satellite galaxy. I would assume says, they mean that a, a, a dwarf galaxy that is in our local group. You're right. Oh my and God. And it's called Leo 1. Oh, mm. oh, Leo, I'm cute. so happy for him. He's a little baby. Um, and it's a strangely a massive, uh-huh. um, almost as massive as the black hole in our own galaxy. I continue to have questions. Okay. Um, yes. We have, we have a black hole. Yeah, a we black have hole so many, galaxy, actually. So there are multiple black holes in our galaxy, but there's two different types of black holes. So the one it's talking about is Sagittarius A star, which is a supermassive black hole. A supermassive black hole is like a stellar black hole, except... Well, okay, so you can't say bigger because it's not... It's more massive, but it's not like bigger in size. They don't don't really have a size because they're... Uh, they're kind of just holes in reality. <laughs> they're okay, not, so it's th- th- pretend I didn't say that. Go go back a couple steps. That takes <laughs> rewind, some more explaining. Rewind, rewind. Go go let back me, to what Let me saying. start at the beginning. <laughs> we'll edit right. we'll edit Very good place to <laughs> start. <laughs> okay, so the way I like to explain black holes to people is you actually have to start with space time. And the way I like to talk about space time is like a giant blanket that everything sits on. Now, the thing is, that's not quite correct because everything is, or space-time is like the fourth dimension. Think of this giant space-time blanket and imagine that I drop a bowling ball on that blanket. Okay. And we're like holding it tight between four people, right? And so you drop that bowling ball uh, Haley, on. there's only three of us here. 
<laughs> oh, we don't have a guest this time, no. do we? Man, it'll be um, the ghost of Percival Lowell. The is ghost our of Percival Lowell is our fourth person. Yeah. He's our fourth person. Okay. Thanks, person. We're all Thank holding you. this blanket. So we're all holding this blanket, and we're holding it super tight, and we drop a bowling ball, and then you like throw a ping pong ball on there. The ping pong ball will actually like go around the bowling ball because it creates this like dip, right? It creates mm-hmm. a divot in the blanket. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So. That's kind of how our solar system works. Imagine that the bowling ball is like our sun and the ping pong, ping pong ball is like Earth, right? So uh, the divot is actually gravity. So that's the way I'm explaining gravity. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. things, dip, things with mass like, like make an impact in the fabric of space-time, and that's yeah. what gravity is. Exactly. Is that why? Okay. Is that why in uh-huh. Interstellar, I know this isn't a movie segment, yes. however, okay. in Interstellar, when they were at um in on a planet that had like higher gravity, yes. time went slower. For so them. that's something called time dilation, which is related. Um, it has to do with uh, relativity and the fact that for whatever reason, the laws of the universe in which we'd happen to inhabit, um, just you just can't go faster than the speed of light. Like mm-hmm. you cannot go faster than three times 10 to the eighth meters per second. And a lot of weird nonsense falls out of that, mm-hmm. um, which means that essentially uh, if you start moving really, really fast through space, you start moving more slowly through time. So uh-huh. for, a, for a really scuffed example, if you magically make a, a spacecraft that travels at the speed of light, which you probably can't, but don't worry about it. Um, you, Cody Half Moon, make a spacecraft that travels at the speed of light, and I you go that. to uh, Alpha Centauri. It's the closest thing. It's like two, four, four light years away. Yeah, so close. So you go there and back. Uh, for you, it takes eight years because you're going one light year per year. So four there and four back. Um, for me and Haley, still here on Earth, uh, about three hundred and fifty some odd thousand years have passed, while only eight have happened for you. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, and that's time dilation. That's mm-hmm. what the thing in Interstellar is. Um, mm-hmm. And you, there is exactly one like area of human existence where we can observe it directly right now, the at ISS. least in like a measurable way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ISS is whipping around the Earth fast enough that a year on the ISS is six seconds shorter for them right. than a year for us. And they have to constantly like adjust their yeah. clocks and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. God, yeah, because they're literally they going the, so fast. The twin study too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's was my favorite cool. thing. Yeah. They sent up one twin onto the ISS and had him up there for, what was it, like a, a year? It was like a whole year, right? Yeah, that was, it was that like was Michael a year. Kelly, right? Yeah, yeah. Mark yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Mark Kelly. Yeah. Mark Kelly went up on the ISS. He stayed for a year, and his twin brother, Scott Kelly, stayed here on Earth. And when he came back to Earth, he was slightly shorter and slightly younger than his twin brother. It was by, like, microseconds, yeah. but, yeah. So... Back to the blanket, right? Okay. So instead mm, of putting sorry, a bowling ball, imagine that I put a teeny tiny little grain of sand into the blanket mm-hmm. and it dips down infinitely. It just never stops. There's a divot going all the way down. That is a black hole. It maybe makes a hole in the blanket and it maybe doesn't. We don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. It depends it on the depends, type of black yeah. hole. We actually have four different types of black holes. Um, two of them we think uh, have wormholes inside of them. Oh, yeah. So the thing about black holes is a lot of people think that they're basically like these doorways that lead somewhere else in space. And that is not true. They actually have a physical something at the core of them called a singularity. And that singularity is pretty much like 
way massive and infinitely dense. And so the difference between stellar black holes and supermassive black holes isn't the size of the singularity, it's the mass of the singularity. Two of the types of black holes we think have wormholes inside of them, which is completely different. A wormhole is a rip in space-time that leads somewhere else in space-time. Is it real? Maybe. Possibly. I would I would tell you no, because really? I think it I think it's too I'm a pessimist, and I think it sounds too fun, frankly. Says the man who hates the moon. <laughs> says the man, who, says the man who's trying to blow true. up the moon, so yeah. maybe, maybe don't believe everything <laughs> yeah. I say. But yeah, so um, it depends on what type of black hole you're talking about, what happens when you go inside, because two types, you could potentially just come out somewhere else. The other two types, space and time, just basically cease to exist. Right, Because if you're on that space-time blanket and you get closer and closer to the singularity, that dip goes down infinitely. So it, like, they maybe, space-time they just maybe spit falls you out, out at the end of the you. universe. They maybe spit you out at the end of the universe also. Because yeah. if, they, if, if they decayed into Hawking radiation, and if all of the horrible things that happen to you after you go inside of the, uh, the event horizon don't kill you directly, um, you maybe experience so little time because you're moving so fast because the black hole is pulling you in so quickly mm-hmm. uh, that you just are then spat out at the end of the universe after all of the black holes have decayed due to Hawking radiation Can over say, just a comical amount of time. Oh, yeah. Like a genuinely inconceivable amount of time. But to be fair, you experience like You seconds. experience very little of it <laughs> yeah. if you live. It maybe just kills you when that happens. Honestly. I, you probably like would die if you were spat out into a universe with no food or water yeah. or I want to note the universe sounds horrible. Oh, it's really oh, it's scary. Like, we I live in a very specific, very tiny sliver of it that is like kind of cool and also very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it will very rapidly get much scarier. <laughs> I hate it. Mm-hmm. By very rapidly, I mean in the next hundreds of billions of years. So like around the corner. Yeah, yeah. around the corner. You know, practically tomorrow. <laughs> so um, the next news headline is that there was mm. um, they found the closest pair of supermassive black holes yet. Astronomers have revealed the closest pair of supermassive black holes to Earth ever observed. The two objects also have a much smaller separation than any other previously spotted pair of supermassive black holes and will eventually merge into one giant black hole. Yes. We actually get saw married. this happen. We saw this happen. Okay, so this happens all the time because uh, pretty much every single spiral and elliptical galaxy we've ever seen has a supermassive black hole at its center. Mm-hmm. And the universe is expanding. And as it expands, uh, I like to think of it as like a loaf of raisin the, the bread. The blanket's getting bigger. Don't yeah, do the, the don't yeah, do the raisin, the raisin pudding bread. thing. Oh my god! So as you're baking raisin bread, the raisins the raisin get bread. further and further apart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because the bread between them is uh-huh. expanding, right? Uh-huh. But every once in a while, two of those raisins get pushed together because of the way the bread is moving, and that is how the universe M- is expanding. MFEO. Yeah. I. <laughs> anyway, I understand any ah, other raisin bread. If your like connection to me is carbs, perfect. It's good. I, okay. I get it. Excellent. That's that my great. level. We nice. will we will endeavor to use carb based analogies from from here on out. <laughs> Which reminds me, spaghettification. Spaghettification. Oh my god! Yes, another, it's so cool. So the, uh, it's weirdly this doesn't happen to you if you fall into like something like Sagittarius A star that's like too big. I was just talking like to ours? Kevin White. 
if you fall into like specifically the black hole at the center of our galaxy, Sagittarius A star, supermassive um, black hole. Yeah, supermassive black hole. Um, you die too fast to get spaghettified. You are rendered into your composite atoms before mm -hmm. you can get to the point of the black hole that it would do that. If you fall into <laughs> a black hole, sometimes like a a set of uh, it has to do with uh, tidal forces. Um, so like this is the same broadly speaking category of force that makes the moon pull on the oceans and cause tides. Um, what happens is that the black hole starts pulling you more at your feet than it does at your head, essentially, and it just keeps doing that. And mm -hmm. so you are stretched out infinitely thin. Yeah. Nice. It's also and partially due to gravity you. because it well, just yeah, like, yeah, gets yeah, yeah. stronger as you go down. Mm -hmm. So the gravity at your feet is so much greater than the gravity at your head that you're just like pulled apart over and over again. So with the bones dislocate or would they stretch uh all they of would the go atoms, atoms in your uh legs would be pulled apart yep yeah yeah so it's not even stretched or ripped it's like physically disintegrating yeah. once you. once you get I, I don't even think you have to be past so uh, uh, another word we've been saying a bunch event horizon that's the yes. point at which the black hole is sucking you in more than the it, it, it is exerting a greater force on you than um, the speed of light would be able to get you away from in time, um, which is why they appear dark if you look at them in just the mm -hmm. right set of scenarios, because you can't see anything like around the singularity because light can't escape from it. Um, if you go past that, a bunch of weird, terrifying things start happening, but it's mm -hmm. so powerful that it would like probably rip apart your like chemical bonds, keeping like your physical body together mm -hmm. much, much longer before you got to that point. So oh, yeah. I'm going to throw in some Star Trek. Please. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're being like, if you're transporting yourself to another planet or mm, something, yes. ship, uh -huh. your atoms, I think they all break apart mm -hmm. and then they come back together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a wormhole. And like you go through and all your atoms are broken apart. That's like you're being transported somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. The, the problem is we like can't get information right. from anything past the event yeah. horizon. And so we like anything past there is just guesswork, essentially. Yeah. And also it's, it's still death. <laughs> like being transported onto a planet is still death. Oh, yeah. Uh, eats dying as much as sleeping is dying. I have a, mm -hmm. I have very strong opinions about the transporter problem. Can we talk about it? <laughs> we can talk about the transporter problem. Yes, please. So the trans Just like say so black hole once in a while, problem. so we're like on topic. Yes. So the transporter pro problem. Black, black hole. Um, the transporter problem is uh, like Cody was talking about. If you like take apart all of the atoms in a thing and then you put them back together constituently in the same way, forty feet away. Have you died? Are you dead now? Um, it's also commonly called the ship of Theseus because there's a mm -hmm. Greek myth about there's a guy named Theseus. He has a ship. It breaks a bunch and he like fixes all the parts of it um, over the course of this voyage. When he gets back, all of the parts have been replaced. It's like is it car. still the ship of Theseus? Yes, mm -hmm. it is like your car. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly like that. In fact. I, I feel that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So the ship of Theseus or the car of Cody, mm -hmm. if you would prefer. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's just like the question of like, where is that? But basically uh, that happens to you all the time and you just kind of don't notice. None of the atoms, atoms yeah, none of the atoms in your body right now were there seven years ago. Every individual yeah. atom in your body is a different one than it was seven years ago. There's no constituent part of you that is the same. You know yeah. what? I actually like that. The further I can distance right? myself from the decisions I made in my 20s. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> okay. Couldn't agree more. So okay oh, yeah. I will not talk about how old I was seven years ago. No. <laughs> not have another. How old were you in 2006? 
<laughs> yeah, let's not have let's, let's not have not a repeat of that. that. <laughs> okay, we have another question. I am oh. so excited. Okay. Uh, this is just the questions now. I'm skipping a few. These are questions that I put together beforehand. Oh, we, did we finish all of our news articles? <laughs> we did. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how are black holes made? Uh, we know how some of them are made. A tie, a, a, we, we, we established this. Someone dropped a really heavy piece of sand. Know. Yeah, someone dropped a really heavy piece of sand. <laughs> you could make a, a sufficiently sand. heavy piece true. of sand. That, yeah, you, you could do that probably. No, but basically, uh, like, we know how stellar mass black holes are made. Very, very them. big, huge, huge stars. It's like 20 times the mass of the sun you need yeah. to be. And then, if when, you, then when you go supernova. When they die, their thick. core cools down, their outer gases Truly. expand, and then they just like violently explode. And the explosion is bad enough to where it like pushes stuff out, but it also crunches stuff in. And it like crunches stuff in so fast with so much force that all the atoms just become real, real good buddies. And it keeps collapsing in on itself until it's that tiny little infinitesimal point. It does a space. bunch of really weird, terrifying stuff. And That's how it, my oh, brain feels yeah. during this conversation. That's, I feel you. I feel you. That's how I felt the first time I learned about black holes. I was like, what is going on? They're really weird. They're, they're really weird. Cool. Um, everything bigger than stellar mass black holes. We don't really know how yeah. they're made. We no, no one really knows. Uh, another really weird thing is that um, for most stuff that we find in the universe, we just sort of assume that it will like we will find some sort of like even distribution of them. Mm -hmm. So like um, there isn't like a like an exact linear distribution of like all different star masses because the way that they're that they're made are weird, but they all fall in some really nice lines and something called the Hertzsprung-Russell diagram. Don't worry about it. The point is we find a whole bunch of different kinds of them. We like we just find a bunch of different masses of stars, and so it's Cody's like taking fine. off her headphones. <laughs> I'm walking out. Cody's running away. <laughs> the 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 meaningful thing at the end of all of this is that. Um, we like, there are some like points where we find a bunch of black holes of the same mass and then you find like nothing. So there's mm -hmm. like, we find, we find a bunch of, um, one sun sized black holes, one sun mass black holes, um, that we're almost certain all of them come from, uh, supernovas. Um, mm -hmm. and then we don't really find any of them at all until like a hundred solar masses. Yeah. And then the same thing until like a thousand ish. It's like looking deeper into space when you mean like further we're just talking about like all. the size of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like we have little baby black holes, which still of, weigh like the sun. A bunch of small ones that weigh the sun. <laughs> yes. Again, <laughs> again, for context, very small is 99.98% of all of the mass in our oh, yeah. solar system. That's mm -hmm. how much they weigh. They My favorite thing about black holes is that um, Einstein, like this mass uh, energy um, equation. equation, there's a word. There's a good word, the d relation, ah. this mass energy uh, relation equation, um, a bunch of weird math falls out of it and general and special relativity, which Einstein pioneered. Um, and some of the stuff that came out of it was that it predicted black holes and white mm -hmm. holes. Um, oh, and wait, white holes are wormholes. <laughs> white, mm, white holes are black holes backwards in time. Mm. 
My hands Probably. are sweating. We haven't found white holes, so don't worry about it. My palms uh, are sweating. But basically, <laughs> Einstein did all this math, and it was like, well, I think my math was wrong because it says there should be these, you know, black holes and white holes, and obviously that's ridiculous. Those can't be real. And then we found black holes. Yep. Oh, that's what we were talking about earlier, the two black holes getting close to one oh, another. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, we we recorded that happening. Two supermassive black holes hit one another, and they literally, like, rippled the fabric of space-time. So yeah. that blanket we were talking about imagine gravitational like, waves yeah yeah and we built the ligo instruments mm -hmm. uh there are two l-shaped instruments in upstate washington and louisiana and you like send a little beam of light through the tube and it splits into two parts so the the l bars right the two parts it hits the uh ends of the tube and like bounces back and then it combines back into one light Source. Is that like what they're doing at the Anderson Mesa for Lowell? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. But it, on a on a, a, a much, 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 much larger scale. Yes, like so orders of context. magnitude, less precise. Anderson Mesa. It is very cool. Um, one of our, um, you know, research Lowell's sites. Research mm -hmm. sites. Yeah. yeah, one of the research sites near mm -hmm. here. It's like 20 miles south of here, something like that. Something like that. Um, and it's got the naval... Precision, Precision optical, optical interferometer. interferometer. Yeah. And Poi. That's what's kind of similar to LIGO. Um, in the, like interferometers. I think the I in LIGO is also interferometry or interferometer. I think so, yeah. Because um, interferometers basically, they like take a bunch of light and they just put are it that together. thing that, that Haley was talking about with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the splitting light yeah. beams. It's yeah. like it makes the huge mm -hmm. telescope and yeah. then they can see super tiny stuff. Yes. Because Gerard's always wearing his tiny shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, the thing about LIGO is that the uh, the like change in the the light beam they're trying to detect is smaller than the width of a proton. It's really, really, <laughs> really, really, really yeah. tiny. Well, so Gerard Van Bell is a researcher. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's here. Best. He's amazing. And he's actually going to be one of our guests coming up. I'm so excited. So I love we should, him. Um, he's so amazing. I am such a fangirl of so many researchers <laughs> here. Um, so yeah, maybe we can make him talk about some of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, can you see a black hole through a telescope? No. 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 You can take a picture around it. If you use a telescope that is functionally the diameter of the entire Earth. Yeah, so that's the Event Horizon Telescope. It's a bunch of different telescopes all across the Earth that looked at one spot. And mm -hmm. yes. That one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cat meme. Yes. I love okay, the cat I just want to know. I pulled up a picture that... <laughs> killing Haley. So it's the picture of a black hole from 2015, and then it zooms yes. out, and then it zooms out a little bit more, and you can see another one. It's kind of the corner, and uh, then it zooms out more, and it's a and cat. It's, a cat. It's, it's, a it's, cat. it's the black holes are cat. I'm eyes. going to be posting this um, small plug on our Discord, which we will link uh, on our website, lol.edu/discover/starstuff, where you can find all of your the ways to download this, mm -hmm. and also a link to our Discord where yeah. I will be posting this because it's just. It's, it's so very good. adorable. It's, so it's so very, good. very cute. It's so good. I don't um, want to take credit for this. I definitely stole this from the educator Discord today, great. like Perfect. half an hour before uh -huh. we started. I was so stoked. <laughs> anyway. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so literally, we took a bunch of telescopes well, around the Earth, looked uh -huh. at one thing, brought all of the light together, and uh, there was, uh, oh my God, what is her name? Uh, Katie... 
Katie. Um, oh my god! I can't names. No, I can't no, names Katie. ever. No, Katie. She's the one who wrote the algorithm to put all of the light together and spit out the image. Katie Bowen. Bowman. I can't names sure. ever. I'm very glad you remembered that. Katie Bowman. I never Bowman. would have. Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. So she basically took all of that data, put it into this really wicked program. And spat out a picture of black hole. But that's kind of a misnomer because we're actually taking a picture of the stuff around the black hole. Mm-hmm. So that's why we see Just all that light see there. see a black hole because the, the, yeah. they like our conception of seeing is that we get photons in our eyes and then your brain goes here's a picture of what you just saw and you can't here, here you here go you here. here honey handcrafted here, here honey I made here, you dinner. um yeah that's what your optical nerve does for your brain mm-hmm. um, Katie, oh, bowman bowman katie, katie bowman, bowman is described online as a scientist superstar and oh, i want her on yeah she is dude katie if you're I listening would to this, great. i would love that very much if we got her if you get on the podcast you can have a great conversation with wesley and i and Haley will be on the floor passed <laughs> out dead. she'll be here um in spirit okay um my next question mm. does the milky way have any black holes many yes. several many yeah. Lots of stellar mass ones because those are just kind of all over the place. Um, if you are, uh, d- 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 there's just a bunch of those. They're all over the place. Yeah. They're just sort of littering everything. Space dudes. Um, it is very question. scary. But they're, uh, Sagittarius A star is the supermassive black hole at the center of our yeah. Milky Way galaxy. Big boy. We, we don't really know it makes those. We think they're in the center of every galaxy. We're pretty sure. Probably. But like, oh. probably. <laughs> think they are but we don't know why because we don't know what makes them <laughs> literally if you got a black hole at the very beginning of the universe and it just like consumed more and more mass like as much mass as it can up until this point in the universe's like existence it would not be as massive as supermassive black holes literally are. could not be as we massive as, as Sagittarius don't A-star know is. how we have we don't know we have no idea this is from david m i am trying to find someone who might know about the movement of saturn rising on the eastern horizon two thousand years ago i understand that the movement today is 29.4 years um i want to know uh could it have been 30 years two thousand years ago so basically do the planets rise in our sky at like different rates throughout the years uh probably not on that time scale i think everything is mostly settled at where it should be I think so. this was two thousand years ago that's so. not yeah. very two thousand years ago is like <clears throat> it's like chump change yeah in the, it's literally in the like a couple seconds yeah and not even yeah. a couple seconds like microseconds yeah like yeah. it's it's that that's like um so, it so basically be three um, quarters of a year have probably probably not mm-hmm. no uh w- w- so so the movement of saturn rising on the eastern horizon yeah so you know the earth is spinning in such a way that makes things look like they're rising in the east and setting in the west mm-hmm. um and planets so how does it do that sort of flat? all um it, well it's like a, you ever have you ever flipped a coin oh i get it yeah. i get it i get it that's yeah. a stupid question um, stupid yeah question. no certainly uh where was i going with that? um 
the the like the, everything is orbiting around the sun and so like all of the planets like don't ever quite rise and set in the same time like every single day but they have some broad like patterns like you said like 29.4 years or whatever it is i don't remember exactly what that um coincides with for saturn specifically i remember that i think there's a conjunction of jupiter and saturn every 19.4 years yes he called it Something uh like that, transit yeah. hmm? is what he called it transit or movement yeah transit like it passes something else yeah 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 um i would have to know what it's transiting but um basically everything when our solar system formed out of a protoplanetary disk which is just a big spinning cloud of stuff going around the like denser spinning cloud of slightly more hydrogen that was our sun not crabs no i just i I talk with my hands and i'm very sorry uh (laughs) when that was happening um it's called an accretion disk because stuff accretes when it just sort of smacks into each other. Chunks of rock. Star so like, stuff? Stu- well, mm-hmm. star stuff is space potty, a, a production <laughs> of uh, Lowell Observatory. Um, as, as that was sort of accreting, um, there was like a chunk of stuff that would turn eventually into Jupiter. Um, and there was like a chunk of stuff that would turn eventually into the Earth and a few other things. I don't remember the exact order in which we think it happened at this point based on our models, but they weren't all in quite the same spots around the uh, sun that they are now. They sort of settled into them over time. Um, And while that was happening, stuff might change. Probably even then it would not be changing over a period as small as 2000 years. Usually you're looking at about a million years at the shortest for something like that. Um, And certainly now um, for like the past 3.9 ish billion years, I think, think everything's been mostly at the same spot it's in now yeah for the most part yeah yeah that is a very vague number i don't know that it's correct mm-hmm. it uh, sounds right in my head close enough well if anyone has <laughs> additional information on this feel free to send us uh an email you contact us at or Info twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, twitter us actually. twitter us tweet yes. tweeter us and we twitter. will include you in our um actually we will include segment. you in our um actually segment. once we get corrected actually. Once we get corrected, we have not been corrected. Do not correct us. Um, (laughs) Everything we say is right. Um, (laughs) The cyborg men rule us all. The moon is evil. That one's true. The moon is evil. I refuse. Cody half moon. You are evil. You are half half evil. 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 Please. I'll take that. Please. I'll take that. So thank you, David M., for sending us that question. Uh, Next question. If fire needs oxygen, mm-hmm. where does the sun get oxygen if there's no oxygen in space? Oh my gosh, the wait, okay, not- I think I know this sun's- one. Uh-huh. It's not fire, it's hydrogen. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It's plasma. Yeah. It's like so, in it's plasma. stuff, you know, uh-huh, all of the hands. explosions happening all uh-huh, the time. Yeah. It's just like constant crap that the sun is spitting out, which is how we're here anyway. It's just like, and then in those chemical reactions, it's like explosion. There's a bunch of little hydrogen atoms and they fly around super duper fast. And eventually they like smash into one another and they're moving so fast with so much energy that they'll actually fuse and they'll get, they'll get married and become one person. Um, And uh, what's left over is a helium atom and a little photon, a little particle of light. And uh, that particle of light, it travels through the sun. They also make positrons in that reaction. 
you know that? It was weird. Don't worry about that. Pretend I said nothing. You said nothing. <laughs> I didn't say anything about positrons. <laughs> no one heard me say that. It sounds like a character from Spongebob. It does sound like a character from it Spongebob. It also That's sounds like a transformer. It does sound like a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those little photons, they travel through the sun and explode out onto the surface. So the sun is They carry not a bunch fire. of energy with them. The sun is not fire. The not sun is fire. The sun is hot, but it is not on fire. Fire is a very fire is a very specific uh kind of combustion reaction mm-hmm. and combustion's also happening in your cells all the time so every cell in your body is on fire exploding. by the way that's why antioxidants are good for you yeah because they make the fire happen only in the places where it's supposed to i heard one i don't know how like facts. true this is but i heard mm-hmm. that there's like a disease and people can just like auto combust and just, just like explode i saw that on fringe a documentary of real things that really happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an episode. It's wild. Is it spontaneous human combustion or is the, it? Yeah, it's spontaneous human combustion. Google it. So like literally it, you're just walking around and one day you just explode. I have, Google it. I have, I, I, I have Googled it. I have, I have bad news about what spontaneous human combustion is. No. Um, it is that. <laughs> Too much chili powder. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> uh, basically, every documented case of it has happened when someone is either standing next to gasoline or is drinking so much alcohol that they are like causing something to be profoundly flammable on them. And basically, what spontaneous human combustion is, is that if you get up to the flash point of fat, which is very, very high, your body will just turn into ash immediately. You, you will just, you will spontaneously combust. What a way to go. So it's, what happens essentially is that, you know, you get too much lighter fluid on your arms. And then if there's a source of fire near them, it, it gets bad. Oxidation's scary. Yeah. It's just like lighting all of the cells in your body on fire Ooh. all the time. Speaking it's of really scary, weird. I yes. looked at Positron. <laughs> oh, good. Ah, you heard that. I Great. Just, I just want to read a sentence from Please. Wikipedia. Yes. Please do. Because it's amazing. And I want to say it's like bombastic in uh-huh. its vocabulary, uh-huh. but knowing space nerds, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when a positron collides mm-hmm. with an electron, annihilation occurs. Oh, yeah. Annihilation. They both stop existing. Annihilation. Yeah, they, literally they both stop just stop existing. existing. That's what annihilation means yeah. in this context. A, a positron is the opposite of an electron. Mm-hmm. It's just the opposite of an electron. And if they touch each other, they both stop existing. Toxic. It's like the... Oh, do you guys know in a lot of shows and stuff where Mm. they go back in time, they can't like touch their past self or else they'll just Yeah, it's like that. It's it's like like that that. same rules. It's like that, except teeny tiny. It's those time travel rules. That's what causes talking radiation, that thing we were talking about earlier. Yes, it is. Uh, Everywhere, all the time, pairs of particles and antiparticles are magically coming into being. Don't ask questions. (laughs) Um, And very slowly... Some of them will get eaten by the the black hole, but they're they're like the other one won't, and that happens extremely slowly. And eventually, it causes mm-hmm. black holes to decay into nothing. Yep, probably black, black holes hole evaporate. Yes. Oh yeah. Because of particles and antiparticles magically coming into being everywhere all the time. Yep. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it is gross. I it couldn't is. agree more. Our last question: How did Milky form? <laughs> How did how did Milky form? How did Milky form? I want to clarify this was cataloged I, under I science I, astronomy. I think I can I think I can guess which one was from 
wiki answers. I really <laughs> hope it's that one. I think so. I think so. Haley, how make milky? Oh, please, please don't phrase it like that. That's so uh, much worse. It's a lot worse. It's hard to get worse. It's, oh, it's difficult to get worse I'm than what was already there. That. That's what managers do. <laughs> Fun fact. There are a few things that we don't quite know. <laughs> And that is what the James Webb Space Telescope is going to do. What's the James Webb Telescope? Basically, there's this thing called the electromagnetic spectrum. And it is a spectrum of every form of light. So it starts over in radio waves, goes to uh, microwaves, infrared, visible light, which is the only part of this entire spectrum that your eye can see. Mm -hmm. And then ultraviolet light, x-ray, and gamma ray. And so... As the universe is expanding, like raisin bread, like like, <laughs> like back, to bread. back to the bread, um, as it's expanding, uh, when we're looking at galaxies, their light is actually physically shifted towards the red end of this spectrum that we're talking about. So uh, in the visible part of the spectrum, it's shifting towards the red end because of... By and things. large, everything's moving away from us. Um, yeah, for the most You part. know what the Doppler effect is? You know, when cars go by, they go, Neow. same thing. Yeah. Exactly. But much larger. Much larger. <laughs> and with light instead of sound. <laughs> exactly. And so the further out we look in our universe, the faster things are moving. And so they're actually shifting so far into the red, they're moving into the infrared. And so James Webb is going to study that infrared, and hopefully we will be able to see earlier stuff in the universe. So how stars really they're form. Really cool. Because yeah. we... Are, we kind of know, but not really. Yeah, our our best guesses is that galaxies are like were denser pockets of when the universe started. It was just like a big dense clump of hydrogen everywhere all the time, mm-hmm. um, and then it got a little bigger, such that there could be like empty space anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that probably galaxies are parts of that that still were pretty dense. Yeah, we think probably. I blame black holes. Yeah, yeah if there's a black you, hole you in the middle of the galaxy, it's its fault. <laughs> and they sound Fair. horrible. They are very scary. So they are very want, scary in a lot of ways. When I die, I want someone to just like yeet me into a black hole. I'll be thrown into a volcano. I'll be sorry. I want to be thrown into a volcano because you can slim it. You can swim in lava once. Mm-hmm. And I would like to experience that. See, I want to just like throw myself back first into a black hole. Oh, so you can see the back because, of your head. Exactly, because uh, space and time, like they basically cease to exist. And so you would see the universe from beginning to end all at once and your mind will explode. And I want that for I myself. I, <laughs> I, Not soon. Sounds pleasant. <laughs> like if I were ever hmm. diagnosed with like terminal disease or I whatever, you I would, would I you would, would have a it. hard time getting to a black hole. They're really far. You, you like, would, would get so to cool. very you would get to while you are being stretched to death. Yeah. Watch the universe die. Exactly. So that would be fun. I think that would be so cool. Oh, you want to hear something more messed up? Yes. Um than, than everything we've all been talking about. <laughs> um so you know the thing about uh, if we like want to look farther back, we have to look in the infrared because that's just where the light has shifted into. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what TV static is? Snow. TV static <laughs> is cosmic background radiation. It is light from the first point in the universe when light could happen, and it has been sh- redshifted so much that it's in the microwave range. Yeah. And that's what TV static is. Yeah. It is leftover light from the beginning of the universe that is now not in an area that you can see it anymore. I don't believe you. 
I well <laughs> that's insane are you serious yeah yeah yeah. that's what tv static is yeah. do you remember when tv shows used to just like end and they're like that's all for your programming today and then it's just static yeah I so it's like oh Nickelodeon's over for the day good night everybody <laughs> here's the end of the universe yeah, or the beginning exactly. of the universe yeah, the beginning of the universe oh my yeah. god yeah. that's here's, exactly what happens here's all of the leftover stuff that we keep getting all the time Throw from the beginning back. of the universe it's really interesting we found that out because there was there was these two scientists building a, a, a microwave detector and they kept getting a bunch of like weird extraneous information and they were like are we building this wrong like, what what that why um <laughs> And this was like around the same time that uh, I don't recall, but this I don't recall exactly who it was. I think it was Stephen Hawking, but don't quote me on that. The internet. Um, Stephen Hawking says. <laughs> Stephen Hawking says. Um, uh, we're like discovering things about um, the origins of the universe and the Big Bang, and they like figured that out around the same time that these other guys d- were just like, "Why are we getting all these microwaves yeah. and microwave oh, detectors?" Gee, j- champ. G- yeah. I just want to shout out. Wasn't Lowell involved in the discovery that space is expanding? It uh, was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Our second director, Vesto Melvin Slifer. Whoa, we'll say that name again. Vesto Melvin Slifer. Oh, say it again. Ooh, Ooh. Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Vesto Slifer, he was using our historic Clark telescope, and he was using uh, something called spectroscopy. So spectroscopy is the study of light, so that electromagnetic spectrum mm-hmm. I was talking about. He was studying that. And basically... You know the the Pink Floyd album? You've got the prism and then lights coming in and it's mm-hmm. listened to its parts. That's mm-hmm. kind of what a spectrograph does, and that's what he was using. There's like big prisms. They yeah. just split light into all their different component parts. They're a triangle. Mm-hmm. Does it have this was uh, more of a cone? Yeah. So it's it's just like big contraption that's yeah. like I, I Vesto was using it in like the nineteen tens, so it looks see really it on ancient. Our tour? Yeah, it's yes. in the it, we have it uh, in the Putnam, Putnam Collection, Collection Center. Center. Um, it's on display right now. And there's like a picture of it in the Clark Dome that we show people. Anyway, um, so we got that spectrograph that Vesto Slifer put on the Clark, and he was looking through it and looking at galaxies, which we didn't really know what they were. And he saw and he the redshift. Saw the redshift. So they're all just like yeah. every every galaxy except for Andromeda. And some of the dwarf galaxies that are near us are moving away from us, so they're all redshifted. So their lights just it, like moved over a bit, mm-hmm. um, and you can detect that with a spectrograph. Yeah. Um, you place have to see to it see if they the want spectrograph. to see it. That's a pre- <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to sign a waiver when you check in for general yeah. admission that yeah. you're going the to look. Spectrograph at this owns your soul. You have to like um, take yeah. a, a selfie with it to in order the to prism. leave mm-hmm. the observatory. Yeah. Yep. We won't let you go. <laughs> Certainly is not haunted at all. And just to note on that, we are open for general admission. We are open for general yes. admission. It's very nice. Oh, I am so glad. So exciting. It's so much it's really better. Cool. So Please happy. come on down to Scenic Flagstaff, Arizona. The Scenic Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that is all that we have today. Thank you for listening to us talk about Haley's. This is like the peak i think for you and our conversations i mean just downhill from here it really is like we started with the best topic (laughs) and now i'm just gonna be sad for the rest of the series so that's fine and i can i can tell that you're not broken up about it at all no, not at all and i'm not sobbing into have, the microphone clearly clearly <laughs> if you have any suggestions on topics that you want to hear us talk about email us at info at lol.edu or twitter us twitter us twitter. that's what the kids are calling it twitters mm-hmm. twitters. It's twitters twitters yeah. at lol ops
podcast was brought to you by Lowell Observatory members and subscribers like you.